Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Lord, there truly is no one like you. You are the awesome God. Unique. Above and beyond. You are higher and you are greater. Every name, every power bows down to you. We worship you. Lord, as we turn to your word, I pray that we will constantly be in awe of who you are, our awesome God. And I pray by the power of your word, you will change us, transform us, encourage us, inspire us, motivate us to be your people in the cities and the nations in Africa and around the world that are bringing about healing and transformation. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, Amen and Amen. Wonderful. Please, uh, Turn to your Bibles, open your notebook. Let's get ready to hear God's Word. Our theme this year is, let's say together, Awesome God, do it again. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 2 is our theme text. It's a prayer that he prayed, asking God to do something fresh in the nation of Israel. They were not in a good place. But here's what he prayed. Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. It was a prayer of faith. And you know, our theme is taken from that scripture. And like Habakkuk, we're saying, God, we've heard of your fame. We've seen what you have done over the last 40 years. There have been awesome deeds. We stand in awe of who you are and what you have done. But here is our prayer. Lord, in the next 40, do it again. And you know, this is not just our prayer as Watodo Church. We as your pastors are praying the very same for you and your family. May God do awesome things in your lives. May you testify and say, I have seen the awesome deeds of God in my lifetime. And our prayer is that we'll continue to experience his awesome deeds from glory to glory. And so over the last couple of weeks, we dived into a new sermon series that we've called Awesome God. And we're taking time in this series not just to ask God to do awesome deeds in our lives, but we want to fall in love with the awesome God. We want to know Him. We want to be in awe of who He is. We've been looking at a couple of His attributes that set Him apart and make Him awesome. We talked about the fact that God is awesome because He's all-powerful. He's eternally all-powerful, independently all-powerful. His power is matchless. It's limitless. Last week, we took time to understand that our awesome God is all-knowing. He sees everything. He has perfect knowledge, and He is wise. Therefore, we must seek to please Him. We must seek to serve Him with all of our lives. We must trust Him with every aspect of our lives because He's all-knowing. Today we want to look at another attribute that makes Him awesome, that sets Him apart. 
Our awesome God is ever present. He is ever present. I want you to turn to Jeremiah chapter 23. We're going to read from verse 23 to 24. God through the prophet Jeremiah was rebuking the false prophets of the day. And he was saying those prophets don't speak on my behalf. Don't listen to them. They're not saying what I'm instructing them to say. And this is what he said about himself. Verse 23 to 24 of Jeremiah 23. said, am I a God who is only close at hand? Says the Lord. No, I am far away at the same time. Can anyone hide from me in a secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and earth? Says the Lord. These were rhetorical questions. But he was making a point by asking these questions. God was revealing his nature as the ever-present God. He fills the heavens and he fills the earth. And it is too awesome for our minds to comprehend. God is ever-present. And the number of questions that people begin to ask when they begin to think about God being ever-present. They begin to wonder, is God on earth at the same time as he is in heaven? Can God truly feel the earth and the heavens? Some people begin to wonder whether God can be present in Uganda at the same time in any other nation around the world. Can God be in Japan and in Uganda at the same time? Other people begin to wonder, is God always fully present at any time of the day? Because you've heard it before probably that God is very present at the midnight hour. Or you've heard it that at 3 a.m. in the morning, the gates of heaven are open. You just need to tap in. And when you miss 3 a.m. in the morning, you've missed God. And people say, do I have full access to God at 9 a.m. like at 3 a.m.? Some people even wonder, if I get out of this church building, have I not stepped out of the presence of God? So when you're in the presence of God with God's people singing, worshiping, hearing the word, you're like, man, I'm in the presence of God. And then when it's time to go home, man, I've left the presence of God behind me. We wonder about God being ever-present. But when I say that our awesome God is ever-present, I mean that God is fully and constantly present in any place at any time. He is fully present in every place at every time. And I tell you, it will take an eternity for us to wrap our minds around that. It's too awesome. And the reason it's too awesome is because we as human beings were very limited in our presence. We can only be in one place at a time. 
And I mean, we've tried all sorts of things as human beings to try and be present. We have drones in the air following everyone around. <laughs> and as long as you tap into the network, your phone can be hacked. Someone can hear your conversations and someone can know where you are at any given time. We constantly download apps to know where our spouses are. Because we can't be there. So we're trying to be there with them. So we watch. You said you were going to the mall. What are you doing at? The reason you're laughing quietly is because you know what I'm talking about. You have that app on your phone. We cannot be in every place at the same time. So it's too wonderful for our minds to begin to comprehend. But that's what makes him our awesome God. He is ever present, everywhere, at all times. You know, let's take time to just understand that. Jeremiah 23, we read it. Teaches us that God is present everywhere. Am I a God who is only close at hand? No, I am far away at the same time. Can anyone hide from me in a secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and the earth? In other words, there is no place you will go where God is not present. He's fully present everywhere at the same time. And he's not there in portions. He is fully present. <laughs> God is not partially in Japan and partially in Uganda. God is fully in Japan as he's fully in Uganda. That's what makes him our awesome God. He's unique. There is no one like him. He is not bound by space. God does not only exist in this building. God is very present online and on air right now in that living room and in that office space. God is very present in another church down the road. He is everywhere at the same time. It's too wonderful for our minds to comprehend. If you go to the highest heavens or if you go to the deepest part of the earth, he's right there. He's in every country. He's in every dimension. You know, as human beings, we, we love to stay in touch. You know, we call people and we text people. And we have SIM cards. And right now the world is, you know, moving to the eSIM. And there are places you go and you can't connect to the network. And because you cannot connect to the network, it's as if you're not present. No one can reach you. Our Heavenly Father does not need any network. Our Heavenly Father does not need any gadget. He doesn't need any visa. Our Heavenly Father does not need any network connection. He's always present. You know, you, you cannot go into airplane mode on our Heavenly Father. You cannot hide away from Him. He is everywhere. The psalmist said in Psalm 139 verse 7 to 8, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. What a wonderful, awesome God we serve. Oh, we say God is ever-present. Not only is he everywhere, he is fully present at all times. 
Isaiah 46 and verse 10. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass for I do whatever I wish. God is present across the three time zones in which we all live. Past, present, and future. God is fully 10 years ahead of us now. God knows 10 years ahead from now. He's already 10 years ahead of us. God is eternal. He's not bound by time. You won't get more of God at 3 a.m. than you get of him at 9 a.m. Pastor, I began to wake up at 3 a.m. because I believe the doors of heaven are open. Let me tell you, the doors of heaven are also open at 11 a.m. They are open at midday. God is fully available to you at any time. Wherever you are, God is fully available to you and you can meet with him, you can talk to him, you can experience him in his fullness. Anytime he's available to you. He's in the future. He's in our past. He's very present right now. Unlike other gods who can only be in one place at a time. In Isaiah 46, God is mocking the gods of Babylon. He says to them, you even carry them on your backs. You don't need to carry God around. You don't need to wear him on jewelry. You don't need a picture in the room to confirm his presence. He's present all the time. It's too wonderful. The ever presence of our God. Everywhere. Fully. Anytime. Fully present. The question is, what does this mean for us? Now that we know that God is ever-present, everywhere, at all times, fully, not in portions, fully, what does it mean? Four things I want to share with you today. Number one, because God is ever-present, we must revere Him. We must honor Him. We must worship Him. Isaiah 46, 5. With whom will you compare me or count me equal? To whom will you liken me that we may be compared? There is no one like our God. There is no one else that is ever present like he is. Therefore, he deserves your worship. Because he is awesome and there is no one else like him that ought to bring you to your knees. Lord, there is no one else like you. I worship you. It means that you must honor him. No other God, no human, no power, nothing comes close to who he is. Honor him. But when we talk about revering him and honoring him and worshiping him, it means that we must honor him through the way we live our lives. Because God is ever present, it means that he's watching us. And that means in every moment, we are never hidden from his sight. We must honor him. You might pay that bribe under the table thinking God hasn't seen. God was present when you paid that bribe. God was present when you cheated on your spouse. God was present when you cheated in that exam. God is ever present. 
So don't just worship Him with your words and your songs. Do it. It is beautiful. But worship Him through the way you live your life. Because He's ever present. He's right there. Last week we read from God's Word that even darkness is as bright as day to Him. He's there. So honor Him. Because you have full access to Him. And honor Him through the way you live your life. Secondly, because God is ever-present, do not fear. Because God is ever-present, fully available to you, do not be afraid. Why? Because you are not alone. Help me encourage your brother or your sister to your side. Encourage them. Tell them you are never alone. You are never alone. God is always with you. God is always with you. In every situation and in every circumstance, God will always be with you. We need to learn to live with the awareness of His nearness. Regardless of where we are, regardless of what season we're in, regardless of what we are going through, we can freely approach Him and He will make available to us His power. He'll make available to us His grace. He will carry us through. He will hold our hands. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Powerful promise in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. I want you to know that you shouldn't be afraid. Regardless of what you are going through, sometimes it will be the hand of the enemy that comes against you. I want you to know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God said to Joshua, do not be afraid for I am with you. Do not be discouraged for I am with you. I want you to know that God walks with you into that interview room this week. I want you to know that God is going into that theater room even though you're going for surgery this week. I want you to know as a mom that God is going with you as you go to give birth to your baby. I want you to know that God is with you in that courtroom as you face your fall. I want you to know that God is always with you. You can count on his presence. Sometimes we don't feel like he's with us, but I want you to always remind yourself, I know my God is with me. Sometimes it feels like you're walking through the fire. He is with you in the flames. He is our fourth man in the fire. Hallelujah. He is with you. Sometimes you feel like God has forgotten you. Like Pastor Brian, I'm really going through stuff. And for a long time, I felt like God abandoned me. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Do not be afraid. God is with you. You might be in a season of your life 
where you're making adjustments, career adjustments. Maybe some things you need to shift as a family or you're trying to go in a different direction. You're attempting something new. Do not be afraid. God is with you. David stood before Goliath. He said to him, you come to me with javelin and sword. I come to you in the name of the Lord. Because he knew who was with him. Daniel was in the lion's den, falsely accused. He should have died. Those were hungry lions, but their mouths were shut because God was with him. The three Hebrew boys were in the fire. They refused to bow because they knew who was with them. The king stood and said, it looks like there is a fourth one in the fire. He looks like a son of the gods. God showed up in the fire. God will show up wherever you are, regardless of what you're going through. Do not be afraid. Thirdly, because God is ever-present, rely on him for guidance. See, here's the beautiful and awesome thing about our God. When you give your life to Jesus, in other words, when you're born again and you turn your back on sin and you give yourself fully to the Lord, here is the beautiful thing. God is not only with us, God is in us. God is not only with us, God is in us. Because when you're born again, the Bible says he fills you with his spirit. You can rely on him. You have access to him. You have a relationship with him. You can talk with him. You can reach out to him for guidance. He will give you the wisdom that you need. Jesus was encouraging his disciples. They were wondering what was going to happen now that he was going to leave them and return to heaven. Listen to what he said to them in John chapter 16 verse 13. But when he the spirit of truth comes. Because Jesus is saying, I may physically leave, but my spirit will be with you. He says he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. God loves you. He has a beautiful purpose and plan for your life. You don't have to worry about the future. You can trust him to lead and to guide you. He's present when you're trying to make decisions. You say, Pastor, I didn't have a father. My wife and I are receiving a child. I don't really know if I have what it takes to be a father. Holy Spirit will teach you. You say, Pastor, I've taken on a new job. There's a lot of pressure. The expectations are high. I'm giving it my best. And I wonder if I will be able to thrive in this place. Holy Spirit will teach you how to thrive in that place. You're trying to make plans. Man, you're passionate. You have this dream. Go to Holy Spirit. He will show you what is to come. He will give you a vision. He will give you a picture. He will instruct you. He will guide you on which way to go. The footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. You can trust him. You don't need to know everything. He already knows everything. 
and he's fully available to you. So trust him. Are you afraid? Are you anxious? Are you trying to figure things out? The disciples were going to face persecution like never before. The assignment that was on the life of Jesus was now hounded over to them. They were not the most educated, maybe some were. They're not the most experienced. But they leaned on the Holy Spirit. And you know what he did? Miracles happened when the Holy Spirit was present. When they stood in the place of judgment in courts where they were questioned and pressured, when they opened up their mouths to speak, Holy Spirit gave them what to say. Rely on him for guidance. Do you want to invest your finances? You can rely on Holy Spirit. He is the presence of God and he will guide you. You know, when we are going to places and we don't really know the journey, we tell people, send me a pin. Drop me a pin on WhatsApp, right? If you can trust a GPS to direct you to where you're going, how much more are awesome God? Who knows the end from the beginning? You can rely on him to guide. And you know what? Sometimes a GPS system will take you to the wrong place. It will take you perfectly and powerfully to a garden. And you'll be wondering, what am I doing? In Do these people live in a garden? God will never lead you astray. He will lead you accurately to the desired future he has for you. You can trust God with your life. Finally, because our God is ever present, we have hope. Because our God is ever present, we have hope. Listen, my brother, my sister, we must hold on to the promises of Jesus. His words. Listen to this powerful promise that he made. In John chapter 14 verse 1 to 3. Again encouraging his disciples. When he's about to leave he say to them. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so. Would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. When everything is ready. I will come and get you. So that you will always be with me where I am. What a powerful promise. Do you know what Jesus is saying? You may go through some stuff right now, but I want you to trust in me. I want you to know that I'm preparing a place for you. I'm preparing an eternity for you where you will not just only uh, enjoy me for a moment, but you will be with me forever and ever and ever. Yes, sometimes we're in this world, we go through tough stuff. We doubt whether the Lord is with us. I want you to know there is coming a place that he has prepared for us where there'll be no more tears, There'll be no more crying. There'll be no more suffering. There'll be no more mourning. There'll be no more dying. It will be in the place, heaven, where we'll be with him forever and ever and ever and ever. If you believe it, say amen. amen. We have hope. Turn to your neighbor, tell him this is not the end. Tell him it doesn't end here. 
Listen, my brother, my sister, God's presence with us now is a foretaste of a future that he has promised us. Our present sufferings do not compare to the glorious blessed hope we have where we shall be with Jesus forever. Revelations chapter 21 and verse 1 to 4. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. And he will dwell with them. They will be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. What a hope we have. And this hope doesn't disappoint because it's not a 